This is the Insurance Buzz, where we discuss selling insurance in today's time, generating time and financial freedom in your agency, and what's trending in our industry. I'm your host, Michael Weaver. And in this episode, we have special guest and rock star agent, Mr. Dan Kinajima, where we talk about all things from making sure you're always a beginner, leading from the front, and so much more. With that being said, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. This is your host, Michael Weaver, and I am pumped about today's guest, man. We've got Mr. Dan Kitajima. Dan, how are you today? Good, Michael. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's great knowing you earlier. We had a, a fun conversation. We should have had that recorded, huh? I bet, I bet we get into some of that again. So, man, brother, I appreciate you. So let's just dig into this. Like, you're you're obviously a rock star farmer's agent, but who was Dan before insurance? Uh, before insurance, um, I was selling sneakers. So that's what I did. Um, it was a commission job. So I always knew sales was something that I always wanted to do because... My compensation was based on performance. And even though it was part-time while I was going to college, I was still making pretty good money uh, and had a schedule that they could work with. So um, that's what I was doing. I graduated college and I knew for sure what I wanted to do was being sales still. Okay. Straight out of college, did you go into insurance? Yeah, I did. I got a job at AAA. That was, again, uh, you know, an all-commission job. And that's exactly what I was looking for. It's pretty rare Back in the days, or even now, probably to have a sales job at a sneaker shop that was 100% commission. That's what it was. But uh, I think that um, foundation was great for me because I was always looking at shoes and I was thinking which one I want to buy. And that made me work harder. And I understood that, hey, based on performance, creativity, and work ethic, then I could, you know, um, make a difference in my paycheck. And so I, I just knew that I wanted to be in commission only job. And then that's where I went to AAA, which was a commission-only job. And then I took another step further, which is farmer's insurance, uh, which is I'm agent for for 15 years now. And, you know, the sales job is something that I had, a full commission job. But now, you know, being a business owner is on a whole nother level, taking risks and being 100% commission with, you know, uh, what's the base pay, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm with you. Yeah, that's, um, dude, that's super cool. So obviously we were talking about before this. So your love of shoes comes from probably your day of selling sneakers. Yeah, no, it's just something that um, I was blessed. My parents, you know, I was playing basketball all my life through, growing up and they just um, always got me Jordans every year, you know, growing up. And um, I really thanked them for that. But what happened when I got into college was like, okay, we're not going to buy shoes anymore. So I said, okay, I better figure something out here. So I got a job where I could get a discount and make money buying them. All right. So usually I go the direction of why insurance. And I, and I will ask you that, like, besides being a hundred percent commission, which I freaking love, like that's, that's why I got into it. Cause I'm a big believer that, Hey, the harder I work, the more money I should be able to make. What made you, cause there's a lot of hundred percent commission jobs out there, careers out there. What made you take the insurance route? Well, I kind of just uh, fell into it. Um, I did have a Honda Civic uh, in college, and I was driving it to Nike Town <laughs> in Costa Mesa, uh, from Long Beach to Costa Mesa. Fun, funny story, still really to shoes there. But um, I got in an accident. You know, it was a big accident on the freeway, and it got completely totaled. And I, I did have AAA at that time. Um, and I was just kind of blown away with how they 
treated me and how everything worked, um, how I got the actual cash value of the car. And it was pretty generous where I was able to get a Honda Accord. So I kind of saw the value in insurance at an early age while I was in college. So when I was about to graduate from Cal State Long Beach, the job fair, there was a, um, a AAA booth there. So I said, hey, you know, you guys did a great job. I have, I believe in your products. So, and then so it so happens they are looking for self-positions. So I kind of fell into it. It's kind of funny how, you know, I have my podcast too and I talk to other agents. But it's so funny how just chance, random chance sometimes brings into, in, us into our business. But that's uh, how it worked out there. Yeah, man. Okay. I love that. So triple A was more of just a sales position, right? You weren't actually like running a business. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's a inside sales team. So we, they provide the training, they got us licensed and then we were on the floor, uh, call center, you know, you could just see mm-hmm. 200 agents in a call center getting, uh, you know, calls coming in and, um, just trying our best to close them. Um, and I did pretty well there, you know, um, I, I was the top earning agent there by the time I left, I was there for three years and, um, why it didn't work out, we wouldn't get, get too much into, um, but you know, uh, things didn't work out. I think most of it was due to, um, some of my, uh, ego problems, I, I guess you could say, which I, I, I learned really importantly at a young age too, if you're doing really well, then you have to kind of control that, uh, that you think that way and you're overvaluing yourself too much. So at a young age, making money, I learned that lesson. And I think that has helped me to this day where I want to um, always appreciate and never overestimate myself uh, and stay humble and hungry. And uh, when it didn't work out, you know, I was, I felt ready. You know, I knew how to sell insurance and I just wanted to uh, start my own business. And that's where uh, I started my farmer's insurance agency 15 years ago. I dig that. I actually saw a post you made that you said, the the more I drop my ego, the more money I make. <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't help but just be like, holy smokes, he is spot on with that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny as, you know, not in just insurance business, but, you know, sometimes you make your first 100K and you think like nobody could tell you anything anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just um, a lesson that I had to learn through where you're, if you're competitive and, you know, you're hitting the numbers and you're confident, uh, those are all good things. But uh, it was funny when I just looked back at things, I was like, man, the more I put, make myself a beginner, the more I make myself a student, the more I learned. And the more I felt like I didn't know anything, the more I learned. And the more you, you know, I mean, everybody, it's cliche, but, but the more you learn, the more you earn. So I looked back at it, I was like, man, what, what was the benefits of having a high ego and having a low ego? And I really try to like, and I read, you know, Eagle is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday pretty recently. And um, I, I was just thinking about it and I was like, and I was telling my team too, because sometimes our team has great months and we were, have record-breaking months and I want us to keep going the right way. And I thought, hey, that's the only thing that could almost stop us. And I wanted to drill this point into them so much that I was like, how can I simplify this as much as possible? And I said, hey, the, lower, the more we lower it, the more income we'll make. So it's like, okay, well, how can you argue against that? You know, what's what better reason? Well, besides, so there's a lot of different reasons, but I just looked back at it and I thought there was some uh, truth behind that. 
Yeah, man. I dig that a lot. I appreciate you even talking about that because you, uh, you're very humble, I can tell, because I, I know your book size um, just in, in things I've heard about you. I've heard really good things. I know you're a freaking stud and you haven't even brought that up one time just to show like it just says a lot about you. You're, you're um, I, I watch you. I mean, you're, you're a leader from the front. I mean, I, you're taking photos at the office at seven o'clock at night. Like I, I just dig that brother. So that's, that's good stuff. Oh yeah. Thank you. So in our motto and Weaver Sales Academy is happy, healthy, wealthy. Like we want everyone in the, in the culture to be happy, both personal life and professional life. Cause if you're not doing well personally, you're not going to do well professionally. And so how can we make sure you're as happy as possible? You're healthy. So you're taking care of yourself so that, because healthy is a big deal. Healthy is also going to allow you to perform at your your max potential, and then obviously wealthy. And I think you have to be happy and healthy before you can ever be wealthy. Like wealthy is more than just money. Wealthy is a mindset. Wealthy is a lifestyle. And so, um, and we also always said like you don't work for us, you work with us. Like we work side by side because this thing takes a village. Like it's really lonely at the top if you're all by yourself. Um, and quite frankly, you'll never, ever be able to maximize any opportunity unless you have a culture and a village behind you that's bought into that mission to where everybody is winning. And that's exactly what I'm gathering from you. And, and my question for you would be, Dan, is so what are some things that you've helped us? Like, obviously, anyone listening to this can tell that you are a very genuine, you care about your people. And, and there's a lot to be said about that. But what are some things that you've really done? One or two things maybe to establish the culture or things that you continue to do to establish the culture yeah. you have? No, before we get there, I mean, happy, healthy, wealthy. I'm when I wrote that down. That's, that's awesome, Michael. You know, in the order that's in too, you know, uh, that's, that's awesome because I really believe in that. Uh, uh, especially the healthy, you know, I think sometimes we kind of overlook that, but that's a huge part of the game, you know, so that's the stuff I like to preach to my team too, but um, the way you broke it down and the, the water you have in it, I might have to use that. Um, yeah, no, I love it. Thanks, brother. No, look, <laughs> still, still away, no, man, yeah. still away. <laughs> uh, next email I send out to my team is going to go, uh, go over that. But yeah, the culture, um, the first thing is, you know, I would say it's just my personality or just how I've been, or maybe I get it from my dad. It's the work ethic part. You know, that's just kind of how I'm wired. So I think that's start from the, uh, the top. And if I'm working hard, then I think it could bring up the work level, work ethic level of the whole team. So I like to feel that um, we don't get outworked by anybody. And we just um, don't shy away from it. So, you know, I think our producers, obviously not to my level, but I think compared to an average producer or um, what helps us win is just being um, just more hardworking, you know, making more calls and we track all these type of things, obviously. And just I think work ethic is is a big um, part of our culture. And then just, you know, number two is just um, being nice. You know, be nice to each other, be nice to our clients, and just being a kind person. So I think you mix that, you know, sometimes you have to mix uh, being, you know, uh, highly competitive, by, by, but also being nice at the same time. You know, so that mixture of being competitive and um, kind, I think, is kind of like our formula when it comes to the big picture, when it comes to our culture. Mm. People in today's, I think, work environment they are looking to be led by a true leader, mm-hmm. not a boss. All right. Like there, there's a difference between a, ma- a boss and a leader. And I think you're hitting it right on the head, leading from the front with the work ethic, but also the empathy piece, the kindness piece. Like, are you a good human being? Or are you just like over here, like uh, doing the whip, like, come on, do your job or go, so go somewhere else. Like, and I yeah, think there's absolutely. a difference. I think, um, 
I think it's really important to be um, happy too. So to being kind to others makes you happy. You're more helpful for others than if you just feel good about yourself. And I think that's going to trickle down to the customer service people treating our customers better and happier salespeople are going to close more deals. So it's just not only for ourselves and we've got to treat ourselves really well. Um, because when you say, you know, healthy, but it'd be physical and mentally healthy, but it also being kind is good for business. So why not be kind? <laughs> yep. You got to take care of those four bodies, man. Mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, baby. So um, that, that's really, I, I love that you're pick, that you, that, that's good stuff. So from a marketing standpoint, all right. So if you're writing three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 in premium a month, that's, uh, that's, that's really, really great. Tell me what your marketing maybe looks like. Um, what you think is a strategy that, hey, if you're an agency owner, you might want to consider this strategy because it works really well. Yeah, um, our marketing strategy has always been digital. Um, I've always bought internet leads from day one since 2007 when everybody said it was a fad, it won't work. Um, I kind of transitioned a little bit the last few years into more social media and some search too. So Facebook and Google uh, has been really working out for us. Uh, they're just more exclusive. They're real time. And I just felt like I was able to cut out the middleman. So that's um, my marketing uh, strategy because I just want to put my producers, again, thinking about your producers will make you make actions that will help your agency out because, you know, the internet league game, you're calling them, calling them, calling them, and you're just kind of starting off the conversation in the more of a desperate, you know, atmosphere where you're, they're doing you a favor by, you know, okay, fine, you, know, you can quote me. You know, and you just have to be in a in a in a position where you're like, okay, thank God, I just able to quote somebody. So I wanted to kind of flip that around and be able to have other people call us. So that's kind of our um, approach when it comes to marketing is to put my position in a situation where they're just sitting there, somebody call and say, you want to quote? Okay, I'll help you. Not, well, not like that, but thank you for giving me a quote. But they're the ones contacting us. Then it's just so much of a better sales atmosphere for the producers, and it's just a better job. I would say, you know, who wants to go through all this, you know, cold calling and maybe you can have a marketer to do that, obviously, but uh, it's just not, wouldn't be a fun job to get all these rejections and to just to get a quote where if you get somebody to call you, then your closing ratio is going to be higher. Obviously, the lead cost will be a lot higher, but I think it's a more sustainable job for the producers too. Um, And uh, so a lot of it is through search or social and then the back end of that is a lead management with automation. So I think those are the pillars, you know, we've mm-hmm. got to get the lead management um, side. Well, first you got to have the lead volume. I think that's one thing that I think is not talked about enough is where, again, because I'm thinking about our producers, I want to make sure they have enough leads to work on. Uh, in the, my job as an agency owner is to get these phones ringing, you know, so get the phones ringing. Uh, so lead volume, you know, and that could be through social media or search or it could be through internet leads. I like those three avenues. And then it could be, then the lead management system has to be working. And the third piece is the producers. So their mindset, their mm-hmm. compensation um, plan, their training, their skill level, their expertise and their motivation. So once you have those three things working, so those are the three things that I'm almost looking at to make sure we have a system that's running um, and together to have a successful sales team. Yeah, man, I dig that. So, um, 
and, and honestly, like I was, so I actually entered the insurance business back when like 2010. So internet leads were a super hot topic and that's all we had in the office. And so I think social media branding, like what you're doing, where you have a hot lead, they're exclusive. They are not being called by 40 people. I think that's so smart. And so um, I love that you talked about that because I think that's a lot of, I think some agency owners are really still scared of of the social media aspects of things. And so I love that you're digging into that and just running with it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think the early game, I think it did teach me a, a lot of things, though. I mean, you have to be so good to be able to close mm-hmm. those. You know, so it is a skill yep. game. It's not, you know, a lot of times people will, again blame the internet lead company but it's just really there's so many talented closers out there and you're just competing with them and you have and then sometimes your product uh competitiveness matters but i think one thing it did teach me was is is the ability for agency owners to make that investment you know i think that's something that i do believe in uh looking back on my career is just spending more on marketing is really uh something that has helped me out uh, and again, that's because I want to give to my producers the opportunity. Um, so those other things that I'm doing right now may be more costly. Uh, and I think maybe agents also have a fear of those things because they're a little worried about, you know, striking out or being a beginner or being uncomfortable and not knowing anything about it. But anytime I go into, and even right now, while we go through this change, kind of goes back to the ego thing. You know, I'm okay with being a beginner. I'm okay with sucking at this. I'm okay at losing money because I'm not good at it in the beginning. But I'm just curious and I just want to figure out something that works because if you're afraid of striking out, you're not going to hit the home runs. And really, you could find one marketing campaign and have 99 losers, but that one marketing campaign could just change the trajectory of your agency forever. So I'm willing to go through the L's um, so I can find a million dollar marketing campaign. So I can make the M's. That's, right. <laughs> That's right, man. I love this. This has been so good. So I got to ask, cause you've said you're okay with being a beginner, um, losing, learning. I love all, you're not okay losing, but you're okay taking the L so you can find the W. Like I, I get that. So tell me maybe some things that you do just to help keep your mindset, right? Um, keep that growing just mentality. Like I, I'd love to know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I think just, Exercising is super underrated, so I exercise daily. So I think um, having consistency in my schedule, what time I eat, what time I get to the office, and what time I get home, and what time, you know, time blocking just, you know, duties, and when, when I set up my meetings, um, and just, um, you know, staying grateful. You know, I think that's one thing that helps me um, stay consistent too, is just staying grateful. But those are just type of, the type of things I do. To, um, what was your original question? <laughs> Just, no, you answered it, man. Yeah. So you're, you got your daily habits. Your yeah, daily, daily habits, habits. Are what keeps your, keeps your mind sharp. Mind sharp. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it's just fun. You know, I think just having fun at work, it's just so fun to grow a <laughs> business and to look at numbers and look at your statistics. I think maybe looking back and following, you know, sports heroes and baseball cards and things like that. It's just fun to look at statistics and see your progress. So, I think just being on top of where your numbers are and just having daily habits, it's just, I just don't feel like I need a vacation because I just enjoy what I do, really. Um, so that's kind of the, the way to have your mind sharp is you want to be, you want to have a spot where you feel comfortable, you know, 
and you don't want you want to get uncomfortable too. But for me, the brink of overwhelmingness when I have too much on my plate, right below that is what I like to operate. So staying busy is something where I just enjoy, yep. and I just feel at the end of the day very productive, and I just enjoy it. So that's I think where um, I stay sharp, and I don't you know burn out or I'm not bored. And uh, that's kind of where I like to keep my uh, activity level up and, you know, keep my schedule busy and full. So I just have something that's going on next. And then also, I think to answer your question better, um, to have the goals, you know. So if you have the big picture goals, then it's going to keep your mind sharp because, you know, you're chasing after them. And that's just going to help you. act the way you have to in accordance because of your goal. So it helps you stay disciplined. It helps you because you're always reminded and the goal has to be big enough where it just keeps you excited all the time. So I think those are the things that I do is always, you know, writing down my goals, always looking at them um, and then checking the daily activities and then exercise, staying grateful um, and just, you know, having fun. Dude. Whew, this is so good, man. I could go off right oh, now. Wow. I'm so excited listening to you, man. Cause I, I'm, I believe it. Like I think big goals eliminate complacency. Like you have big goals and you continue to push. Cause most people in your situation, 15 years in the size of book you have, they're starting to get complacent. They're starting to settle down. They're starting to be like, Hey, let's cash in these checks. You're like full steam ahead, baby. Choo, choo. Let's go. Yeah. And I freaking yeah, dig no, it. That's brother. it, man. That's it, Michael. I mean, it's just so I just think the opportunity is not as big as other people think in this business, you know? So, um, I'm in it, I'm in it for the long run. I'm in it to win it next, next, uh, year. I just signed a lease that we're going to move over to a, um, a building uh, right upstairs, actually a unit upstairs. That's double our size here. So, you know, I just put myself in situations here where I got to figure stuff out, you know, but I love helping people and I want to double the book of business. I want to double the staff size. So everything I'm looking at next year is going to be, to uh, double the business. So yeah, having big goals. And I think uh, that's going to help us um, get, keep, keep us excited. And who doesn't want to be excited about our, you know, careers and our features. Absolutely, man. You're, you're creating change yourself and, and um, uncomfortableness. And I think that's where the magic happens. So Dan, if somebody wanted to, uh, if somebody wanted to connect with you, what's the easiest way for them to connect with you? And obviously this will all be in the show notes, but um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I spend most of my time on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so that's just my name there, Dan Kitajima. And then, uh, YouTube is a great way to, um, you know, if I could give a shout out to myself, <laughs> my YouTube channel is Dan Kitajima, how to grow insurance agency, uh, which we'll have you on soon, Michael. But yeah, those are the three platforms I usually, uh, I spend my most time on and I, I'm always replying back to every comment and every, uh, uh, message. Okay. Well, my man, thank you so much for today. And, um, Obviously, all of you listening, you know this, uh, but time is the most valuable and important asset. I appreciate you spending it with Dan and I today. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that, my man. You have a good day. All right. All right. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com. 
or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have, and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.